This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? Here we go. All Good Things Part 2. We're jumping right in today. I hope you enjoyed worship. Good to be here with you. Um, And let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you speak to us, Holy Spirit. Make us more like Jesus. And Lord, as we just dive into your word, I pray that we come out of this moment, this time with you at your table. And we look back on this time and say, man, uh, God is so good. I pray that, Lord, that we come out of here seeing, understanding, and walking in the goodness of God like never before. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, we're gonna kind of continue where we left off last week, folks. Um, We ended with the point uh, that Christ would be glorified, kind of answering the question, why is God good? Why is he good? So that Christ can be glorified in us. And we ended with this verse, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. I'm gonna read it again. today, but 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, and it says this, therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure. Somebody say good pleasure. Say it again, say good pleasure, uh, that he would fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. Everybody say his goodness. Say it again, say his goodness. All right, and the work of faith with power. Verse 12, why? Why fulfill the good pleasure of his goodness? And the work of faith with power, why? That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in, uh, in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So there it is, good pleasure and his goodness working in us and working through us why? So Jesus can be glorified. Uh, you know, like that quote I read last week, right, uh, by John Piper. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. I'm going to say it again. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Okay. So when we are satisfied in him, we have an understanding of his goodness, that he is good. Jesus will be glorified in and through us, all right? So let's look at this verse, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 14, and it says this, once again, Jeremiah 31, verse 14, I will satiate, um, which basically means to abundantly satisfy, to, to in a sense, to soak, to, right, to make dents with, satisfaction, but I will satiate the soul of the priests with abundance, all right? And my people, this is the Lord talking, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. And my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, here is, here is, here's, here's the point here. Here it is. Here's, here, here is my, my next point. His goodness satisfies us. So God desires 
to satisfy us. That, 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 that's his goodness. That he will satiate the soul. All right. He will satiate our soul. He will abundantly satisfy our soul with abundance. And my people, that's us, shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Satisfy means to, to, to be to the full, plenty, to have enough. Like, I am good. All right. So we're talking about God, talking about all good things. We need to, we need to understand that this is God's heart for you. This is God's heart for the condition of your soul, the condition of your being, that your whole, sp whole spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless, that he desires to abundantly satisfy you. He desires, our heavenly father desires that you would be full, that you would have plenty and that you would have enough, right? And he is El Shaddai. He is more than enough, but his goodness satisfies us. Praise God. So that means that all that other stuff out there in this world, uh, even some of those good things, uh, they will not satisfy us. Uh, the temptations of the world and the things that try to pull us away from God, pull us into sin, into the world, into whatever it is that isn't of God, right? We all know that will not satisfy us. Praise God that he is a good God and that he is so good that he says that he will satisfy us with his goodness and he will satiate, satiate, I don't know how to say that, I hope I'm saying that word right, um, which basically means to abundantly satisfy our soul. His goodness satisfies us. Praise God. We need that. We need to have that. We need. We need to have that mindset, that understanding, that this is who God is. This is what He does for us. Is He satisfies us with His goodness? All right. Now I want to. I want to. I want to go into another point of His goodness and what His goodness does. But let's turn here. Turn in Romans chapter two, verse four. Okay, Romans chapter two, verse four. Let me read this. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Everybody say his goodness. Say it again, say his goodness. Look, at you. Can, I'm gonna finish this verse, but let me just take a little pause here. You can't get far in the scripture without reading um, specific, specifically, overtly, and loudly that God is good. It, it, is, it, it would be very difficult to read the scripture, read the word of God and, and not find, literally impossible, and not find uh, soon enough in your Bible reading, you're gonna find a scripture that speaks of his goodness, all right? This is who he is. Or, or, or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Everybody say his goodness. Forbearance and long suffering, not knowing, here it is, that the goodness of God, everybody say the goodness of God. Say it again, say the goodness of God, all right? Not knowing the, that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. This is so good right here. This is really what we're gonna kinda, we're gonna kinda unpack and zero in on today. But once again, Romans 2, 4, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? 
My goodness, this is so good, all right? The goodness of God leads you to repentance. Now, in context here, um, it's actually talking about, in, in Romans chapter one, it talks about the sins out there in this world and how people are deceived and living in sin. Read Romans one. That's not all of what Romans one is about, but it does talk about that, okay? And then it then it goes into, uh, in the beginning of, of chapter two, and, and it, it really talks about, uh, don't judge the people that are living in sin. That's And then it kind of continues with verse four here. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Okay, so it's so really uh, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to this church and just reminding them and encouraging them, you know, that just because people are in sin and out there living, don't don't become a, a religious um, hater, right? Uh, don't don't become a hater. Don't don't judge. He, he was saying, hold up, be careful, be wise. Don't judge people in their sin. Don't be demeaning or push down or judge or, or you know, uh, I'm better than them. And that, that's why it's worded this way. Okay. We're going to get into this here, but that's why this is worded this way. Or, or, or do you despise the riches of his goodness? He's saying, man, if you're judging people, if you are judgmental, a religious judgmental person, he's like, man, be careful here because it's his goodness. It is his goodness that actually led you to repentance. Don't despise the riches of his goodness, all right? When we forget about his goodness, we, we, we actually, we, we, when we don't acknowledge that, we, we don't see that in our own life, see that in our own journey, see that in our own brokenness, see that in our own humanity, see that in our own weakness, in our own sin, in our own struggle. When we, when we, when we don't acknowledge his goodness, his forbearance, his long suffering, and knowing that, it's the goodness of God that has led me to repentance. My, my repentance and my life for God and my journey with God and my obedience to God has nothing to do with me thinking I'm somebody I'm not and, and thinking more highly than I ought and thinking I am holier than thou. He's like, hey, have you despised the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Have you forgotten not knowing it's a question he asks them here in Romans 2. Um, you know, you, you're, not, you're not knowing? Did you forget, you know, the goodness of God leads you to repentance? All right, this is his grace and his goodness that if we are living right and walking with God and, and, and living free and, and walking and living a holy life before the Lord, that is nothing for us to think that we are something. He's like, no, 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 no. It's his goodness that led you to that. All right, somebody say amen. All right, there, there's a preacher from uh, England back in the 16th century, you know, around the time of um, the Reformation. He was a reformer. His name is John Bradford, okay? And he was a preacher. Um, but he, he witnessed, he was watching, um, um, uh, you know, this poor criminal led to his execution, okay? He watched this happen. And these words came out of his mouth and like, and you know, people documented it and it's kind of last, you know, it's, it's, it's a known statement he made. And he said, except for the grace of God, there I go. So he was like, man, I'm not judging this person. <laughs> like, man, because without God's grace, right? Without his goodness, man, there I go. It's a very famous statement. I, I believe preachers use it at times. It might even be in a song, but this is what John Bradford said when he saw this person 
that obviously committed some sort of crime and was literally heading to his execution. He said, except for the grace of God, there I go. Come on, that, that is the place that we wanna be in because that's real and that is actual, that I am no better than any other. It is the goodness of God that has led me to repentance. It is his grace that has kept me. Come on, somebody, all right? And uh, very interesting, interestingly enough, he witnesses, but he actually, because of his faith, he was actually persecuted, was imprisoned, and actually was burned at the stake, believe it or not, uh, for uh, preaching the gospel, okay? And so uh, so that's John Bradford for you. Uh, but um, here it is, when, when, when we lose sight, all right, when we lose sight of God's goodness toward us, and we, we've done that, can we be honest? I've lost sight of his goodness. It's there, but I, didn't, I couldn't find it, or maybe I wasn't looking for it, right? But when we lose sight of his goodness toward us, if we would be honest, we more readily judge others in their condition. Oh, come on, somebody needs to say, man, I think I can do an altar call for some church folks right about now. Come on now, my wife even says, she said this before, she says, we can all get a little judgy sometimes. All right, if we're honest, we can get a little judgy. We can look down on people, even subconsciously. We don't even realize it sometimes. And then we do it and we go, oh man, that's not right. Lord, forgive me, right? But, but, but that's true. When we lose sight of his goodness toward us, we more readily and easily judge others in their condition. It's so easy to judge people in their sin when we don't um, remember our own and what we've come out of and what we've struggled with or hey, or what we have actually, or what we actually do struggle with, right? And it's also much easier to judge somebody in a sin that you don't struggle with, um, but you got your own you struggle with. So we, so we don't wanna forget that, but uh, we don't wanna forget his goodness toward us, right? So, so 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says this. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says this. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Can I get an amen, somebody? Come on now. We need to sometimes do a self-evaluation before the Lord, right? And, and say, man, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall right? We need to say, you know, search my heart, oh God. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting, right? Search my heart, oh God, right? Um, so once again, I'm going to read it one more time, but 1 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Take heed. Watch yourself. Come on now. If you got somebody around you, look at them, say, watch yourself. Come on now. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch it. Come on now, we, we, we come on now, search, search my heart, oh God, right? Search my heart, oh God. I, I'm telling you, when we start to say, God, search my heart, when we start to think about what he's brought us out of, we instantly will, we, we, we can't stand on our own righteousness at that point. We can't stand on even our own discipline because as disciplined as we are, there's times when we're undisciplined. Somebody say amen. As worshipful as we are, there's times we don't worship when we should. Somebody say amen. When as much as you read your Bible, there's times you don't read it. You're a disobedient. Come on now. Come on now. Somebody say he is good, right? And his mercy endures forever. 
Is that right? So it is his goodness that leads us to repentance. Repentance isn't something to be proud of, <laughs> right? It, it's something to be thankful for. Can I get an amen? So here it is. My next point is this. Repentance is a good thing. Is that right? How do I know it's a good thing? Well, the Bible says it's his goodness that leads us to it. Okay, it's not, it doesn't say his judgment leads us to it. It doesn't say that um, that uh, condemnation leads us to it. It doesn't say self-deprecation leads us to it. It doesn't say that shame leads us to it. It says his goodness leads us to repentance. Repentance, folks, is a good thing. All right. So let's dive into this again a little bit more. Romans 2 verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Okay, this is so good. I want to just really unpack this verse, okay, um, about repentance and what's going on here in this verse. All right. So or, or do you despise the riches of his goodness? The word goodness. Here it is. I'm going to teach you something here. It refers to meeting real needs. That, that God's goodness isn't just some, isn't just some, you know, coy phrase, some um, just religious talk. It, it, God in his goodness meets our real needs, our real struggles, real sin. He forgives, delivers, and cleanses us up. I mean, this is goodness. It refers to meeting our real needs. And this is the point that this word is that, you know, we don't want to despise. We don't want to look at his goodness as insignificant. When we judge others, we see his own, his goodness toward us as insignificant. We see his goodness toward us and we treat it as, we treat it with disregard. Come on now. Can, can I be honest with you? When, when we judge others in their sin, when we condemn others, when we have a religious kind of how the Pharisees were in the, in the, in the Bible, uh, you know, when we are religious, demeaning, condemning, and, 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 and judgy toward people, we are literally slapping the goodness of God in his face. We are slapping God in the face. Come on now. I know that that's pretty harsh. That's pretty strong, right? But it's true. That's what it says. It says when we judge others, we, we, we are despising the riches of his goodness. That word despise means to treat as insignificant, to treat with disregard, to see as insignificant and to treat with disregard. All right. Just to, to almost to discard it, to, 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 ah, it doesn't matter that, you know, um, so, so we, we come on church, we don't want to despise the riches of his goodness. What is his goodness? It is God himself meeting our real needs in God's way, in God's timing, by God's fashion. Like this is his way, his goodness, right? He, he, this is what it means. This is what this word goodness means. It means that he meets the needs and avoids harshness and cruelty. Wow. Somebody say, thank God for his goodness. 
This is what goodness means. Let's not despise, treat as disregard, okay? See as insignificant God's heart toward us and that he meets our needs. And in doing that, he avoids harshness and cruelty. God is good. Romans 2, 4, we're gonna dive through this. You're gonna know this verse. You're gonna know this one right here. You're gonna know this. You're gonna know this. You may, I'm sure many of you already know, we know it, but we're gonna dive into this. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Here's another one, forbearance. So when we judge others, when we stand in the seat of judgment, in the place of judgment to others in their sin, all right? Now, I understand there's a play on, on this word judgment, okay? Because there's times we gotta, you know, the Bible says judge not lest you be judged. And and we can judge, so that word judge is, we have one word, but but in the Greek, there's just different um, uh, places for that word and there's context. So so it's healthy for a believer. I want to, sorry, I want to get into this, but I want to just say this first. Um, to judge, a, to be able to judge a situation, to walk in and assess it, right? Um, and be like, oh, okay, this isn't good for me. Or this relationship, I'm not judging the person, but this this is not good for me. I need to I need to get out of this, right? Or whatever the situation to me. I mean, to, to, to judge as far as assess, to put it on the scale, right? So that, that's not what I'm talking about here. What this is talking about is judging people in their sin, being judgmental, hurtful, cruel, okay? Harsh. That's what we're talking about is um, that right there, doing that right there will rob us of walking in God's goodness. And it's what the devil will use to cause us to forget his goodness, to, to disregard it, okay? But here it is. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Forbearance, forbearance. This is a characteristic of God, okay? This is this, is, this, is this other quality of how good God has been to us, okay? So in, in this word goodness here, as I said before, he, he, he meets our real needs. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Aren't you glad that, that, that there's somebody here in the earth that will meet your real needs? And in doing that, he will avoid harshness and cruelty. <laughs> God is good. Okay. Now here's the next one. Forbearance. Say that with me. Say forbearance. Okay. Forbearance. Okay. Um, it comes from um, a word, uh, anoxi, anox, uh, anexomai, there we go, anexomai, or anex, anoxi, anexomai, it means to bear up. And it speaks of um, divine forbearance, okay? Divine forbearance, this only, this particular word forbearance, say it with me again, say forbearance. This word forbearance is a characteristic of God toward us. It is a characteristic of God. It is the heart of God for us. It's This word is only in the New Testament two times, and both times it is speaking of God himself, okay? So it's not even described, describing this in, in this particular word is not even um, described as, as like Christian character. It's literally describing it solely and exclusively as who God is toward us, okay? So divine forbearance, this is what it means. It occurs only twice in the New Testament, Okay, and so it means that um, his mercy holds back or, or, or 
not allowing judgment to come our way. Somebody say, man, okay? That's what it means. It means like holding, I'll give you the exact wording, holding unnecessary judgment back. No, right? Didn't he do that to the woman caught in the act of adultery? Right? Stepped in. You know what I'm saying? What did he do? For forbearance. Jesus stepped in and, and pushed and withheld their judgment against her. Wow. Somebody say, thank God for his goodness. Forbearance. It means to bear up. Okay. So forbear, meaning I'm going to keep this judgment from my children. I'm going to keep this from what they rightfully deserve through repentance, forgiveness, the blood of Jesus. Think about this is God's heart. God is good. God is good. And he forbears with us. This is divine forbearance. God steps in and withholds the judgment. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to be thankful for for his forbearance today. Okay. It means patient endurance. This is God's heart approach and method toward us. So that's why in this verse, Romans 2, 4, it says, or do do not despise the riches of his goodness. Forbearance. The next one, forbearance. Say it with me again. Say forbearance. Here's the next one. And long suffering. Okay, we're going to look at this because this this is showing us in this one verse here, how good God is to us, okay? Forbearance, next one, long-suffering. I love this. This, this word, it means divine regulated patience. And, and this is, that once again, it kind of correlates with forbearance, um, but it means to um, avoid the use of force and retribution. Wow. Somebody say, thank God. Think about all those sins you've committed. Come on now, think about it, think about it. How, what was God toward you? Long-suffering. What did he do? He avoided the use of force and retribution. Is that right? Is that right? Come on now. All right. The riches, you know, that word riches, describe riches of his goodness, riches of his forbearance, riches of his long-suffering. Hallelujah. God avoided the use of force and retribution towards you. He has suffered long and been patient with us. All right. He's patient to all, all right? Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? He's patient to all, patient toward all, willing that none should perish, but that all should come to what? Repentance, okay? Here we go. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads us to repentance? It leads us, his goodness leads us, his goodness um, carries us, his goodness, um, his goodness brings us, his goodness guides us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repentance is the beginning of an authentic journey with Jesus. That's where it starts. You can't, the Bible says you can't see the kingdom until you're born again. Repentance is the beginning of of an authentic journey with Jesus, all right? Uh, Once again, we cannot see his goodness nor experience it without repentance. This is why repentance is a good thing. This is why it says it's his goodness that leads us there because we can't get anywhere in the kingdom 
anywhere with God without it. It is the beginning. It is um, the lifestyle of turning to God. It's not just a moment, but without that initial moment, we can't get anywhere. Coming to church doesn't get us into the kingdom exclusively. Uh, doing religious things, serving in church, all those are ought to be results of repentance. Without repentance, we go nowhere, we do nothing, we have nothing in God without repentance. It starts there. I mean, this is everything. This is, this is, this is the entryway into the heart of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, the kingdom of God. So, um, so what, what is it then? Like, I I know we know this, but I just want to really unpack this because repentance is the beginning of your journey with God. This is his goodness represented in our lives. And when, and he leads us there, the Bible says. He guides us there. It's his goodness that leads us. It's his goodness that guides us. It's his goodness that carries us into repentance, all right? So repentance isn't about judgment. It's about God. It's about seeing him and in seeing him, in seeing Christ, we are changed, okay? We are changed, all right? And repentance isn't, has moments that are not easy. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? That that repentance isn't easy. Repentance and in it, in all of what it is, doesn't always feel good, but his goodness takes us there. Can I get an amen? Re- repentance is challenging. Repentance is confrontive. Repentance um, is uh, contrition, compunction. There's 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 change that happens in and through it, and that change isn't always easy. But I, let's go back. What, what, what brought us into that environment of repentance, even though it's not easy, even though it can be difficult, even though it can be very challenging, even though it, it, the process of it can, can be daunting, what, what brings us there? His goodness, his goodness, all right? So, so repentance is a realization of who we are and our sinful condition. Okay, this is God's goodness to bring us to that point in that place. Okay, not we, he doesn't keep us in the realization of who we are in our sinful state and our sinful condition and the sin we commit. He doesn't leave us there, but he brings us to that point that if we are not sorry, if we do not uh, feel the, the pain or the hurt of what we did or have done or have lived, then we won't change. And the truth in that moment is challenging. The truth in that moment is hard to swallow at times, okay? I'm speaking from personal experience. But it is his goodness that brings us to that point. That is goodness. That is his goodness for him to show us the error of our ways, not to shame us, 
indefinitely, not to condemn us eternally, but to bring truth to who we are and where we are so we can repent, turn, and, and receive forgiveness and grace and his goodness, all right? So repentance is an actual change of heart that changes the course of our life in this world and in the life to come. That is God's goodness, okay? And repentance is the beginning of life in God's kingdom, or it's the, con I'll say it this way, repentance is the continuing of life in the kingdom of God. It is the beginning and the continuing, all right? This is God's goodness, all right? This is God's goodness. Why? How do I know that? Because the Bible says that it is his goodness that leads, carries, and guides us to repentance, all right? So what is, what is repentance then? What is repentance? We're talking about the goodness of God. I'm telling you, repentance is proof of God's goodness. It is uh, the theory, the, the thought of God's goodness in real time, <laughs> right? In our real life, on the street level, where repentance is, that is a sign of God's goodness. Man, it is a sign of God's goodness and grace, all right? So metaneo, that's the Greek word for repentance, and it means changed. This is what it means. It's two words, meta and neo. And meta means to um, changed after being with. And neo means think. So we, after seeing God, being with God, encountering him, getting a revelation of Jesus, repentance is changing the way we think after being with him, all right? It means basically to think differently after. So that's, that's what I mean that repentance is the beginning uh, of life in the kingdom of God. You know, repentance is an actual change of heart. By definition, that's what it means, that I was this way, I have encountered Christ, he, he has led me to the repentance and I am genuinely, authentically different. I am different after being with. Like there's a before and after, right? Like before repentance, man, this is what I was dealing with. This is what how I live. This is how I thought. After repentance, I am different. Not perfect, not have it all together, but I am a different person. You know, I, I mean, I have changed. I have changed. That is God's goodness in somebody's life. When they start to say, man, I, I did this. I was doing this. I was about this. I was thinking like this. I was living like this. Counter Jesus, man, I just, 
I no longer do that. I'm not in that. I'm not doing that. I'm not addicted to that. I'm not living that way. I'm not in sin. I'm not in willful sin. I used to mess around with witchcraft, all kind of demonic stuff, uh, whatever it is, tarot cards, uh, psychics, um, all kind of demonic incantations, I don't know, or, or drugs, um, uh, addiction, um, you know, sexual sin, uh, you know what, I don't, you know, just living life, just pride, prideful, um, um, li- just living for myself and like, you know, counter Jesus and man, I am different. That is the goodness of God, okay? That is the goodness of God, okay? So I'm gonna read this too. I wanna read kind of like this. Longer definition of the word repentance. I want you guys to get this today. It means especially the change of mind of those who've begun to abhor their errors and misdeeds and have determined to enter upon a better course of life. So repentance just isn't a moment, but it it is a moment, but that moment changes my life. Um, that, that, that there is this, this encounter, but then there's a walk. That is repentance. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance means that my life can testify of the moment. It's not just a moment and then I go on living how I live. Like I have changed. I have, I have you know, uh, people, you know, uh, their, their life has changed. Get rid of stuff, right? Get rid of idols and, and the, and the, um, the lifestyle they were living. I don't know, whatever it might be, but you just, you know, you, you're repented. You changed, right? You don't do what you do and live how you live and talk how you used to talk. Like there is a change. This is God's goodness. It's truly a manifestation, a realization of the goodness of God in somebody's life. Okay. And they've determined to enter upon a better course of life so that it embraces both a recognition of sin and sorrow for it. And hearty amendment, meaning there's a change, right? Like, like if my life, check it out, if my life was some sort of document, right? When I got saved, guess what? I put the amendment in there, right? Like there's an amendment in there as of uh, September uh, 1992. That's when I repented, okay? Uh, or at least the first time. I've repented since. I've probably repented today a time or two. But, but then, like that right there, the amendment was placed in the book my book, my life, like if my life was a book, if it was some sort of document, some sort of whatever, I'd, I'd put that amendment in there. You know what I'm saying? That there's been an edit. There's been, a, we have to redo this, you know? So, so that's what it means that there is an amendment. There's a change to what has been written in my life. Okay. All right. There's been a change. So it is, it embraces when somebody's repenting, they embrace both a recognition of sin and sorrow for it, like there's a genuine change and hearty amendment, all right? Hearty amendment. All right, praise the Lord. I'm just gonna share my last point here. And you know, the Bible talks about, in in, in all over the scriptures, how Jesus said how um, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that is God's heart for repentance, that he opens up all of what the kingdom is to uh, for us. I mean, everything, the word of God, the spirit of God, the Bible says the kingdom of God is within you and the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, all right? And so this is my last point, is the kingdom of God is ours. 
That is God's goodness. Why does God's goodness lead us to repentance? So we can open the kingdom of heaven to us. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not just what we're coming out of, it's what he's opening up to us in our future. And it is his kingdom and it is every promise in the word of God for us. Praise the Lord. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.